I need you to make a choice for me. What choice? Option A or option B? Option A, we walk out of here nice and easy, we go back to the airstrip, then we begin our long journey back to Los Angeles. There'll be no bruises, no broken bones, and no problems. What's in Los Angeles? Your father. What's option B? Pretty much the opposite of A, but I wouldn't recommend that one. Welcome to the junk drawer. Oh, you just move your finger. You must feel pretty good about that. And they're like devising a plan. <laughs> his whole body's limp. Yeah. And they like gotta pick his head up. By the great Dr. Seuss. Not a real doctor. Not an actual doctor. Pediatrician. Right. No. Not also not. He's a practicing medical physician. <laughs> no. But no. He first of all thinks that the hot blonde chick in the scene was. <laughs> Give her a 10 yeah. for looks? Yeah. <laughs> They're doing um, a threesome. Nope, that's not right. No, him and his wife, I think are... They're calling it John Quick. He's gonna finish first. So... <laughs> anyway... It's finally time to open the junk drawer. Well, hello, friends, family, foes, people of all nations who listen to the podcast. You have foes? Known as, huh? You have foes? I have foes. Oh, <laughs> Good luck. Well, maybe one day those foes will become friends. Maybe. Keep your friends close, but your best friends closer. That is the saying mm -hmm. in, its, in its entirety. Uh, my name is Cole Brown. I am hosting today's episode. Uh, and if you could tell from the cold open, no my hat is off to you. Literally, I just removed my hat. Bryce can confirm. His hat is off. His hat is and off. And now it's going to go back on uh, for those of you who didn't know it. But it is 2003, The Rundown. I'm joined today by two of my co-hosts, Mr. Bryce Howell. Say hello. Hello, ladies and gents. And our other co-host, Mr. Mario Arico. Hello, and our Monsoir. I don't think that's right. It's a French thing. Nope. Trust me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking about the rundown uh, featuring Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock. Oh, that uh, was him? He had a little bit of a wrestling career, uh, but then he did a little bit of movie and television as well. Um, you've probably heard of him before. He's a really, really large man with incredible Indonesian tribal tattoos. Um, he's in Moana, that's what I meant right? To say. He's in Moana. Yeah, he's Maui. The live-action Moana. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so as we talk about it, we always start with just right off the cuff. What is our impression of this movie? Our personal ratings, and then we'll get into the Metacritic. Uh, and so we're gonna go left to right, as the audience can't know that. But starting with Mario. Um, so I've never, I had never heard of this movie before, and I thought it was like a straight-to-DVD. Um, you said it was The Rock's first movie, is that correct? It's like his first, like... It's not exactly his first movie, but it's, it's literally his third movie he's in oh, as okay. a, a real role. Is it his first leading role? Second leading okay. role. Yeah. Um, so I was, I had no idea of what to expect going into this, except for, this is probably gonna be a really bad movie. Um, it was not... Like a great movie, but it was so enjoyable to watch. Like every, pretty much the whole movie, you're engaged because it fa it's fast moving, and it's such a great start to the movie where The Rock beats the shit out of people, which almost I thought wasn't gonna happen. I'm like, that's gonna be crappy if he just leaves this bar after trying to get this guy's payment and he couldn't get it. Anyways, it's really fun to watch. Um, it's like the quintessential action movie that you can just sit down in front of at any point and watch it um and it's the rock's really good at it it's uh i was worried that early rock was going to be bad but he was great so i'm going to give it again i do enjoy it i did enjoy it a lot but it's not a great movie i'm gonna get 58 percent. 58 yes 
That is just eight points above average. Yes. Brycey, what were your thoughts? So, yes. So I was familiar with this movie more so than Mario. Um, 2003 was probably the peak of my wrestling fandom. So I was a big Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan at that time. Uh, and him going to movies was like a big deal, at least in the wrestling world, I guess. Um, and uh, so there it's was... still real to you? It's still <laughs> real to me, damn it! <laughs> um, so this movie, I... I would think would be a movie that I love, but it's not like one of the movies that I've seen a bajillion times and watched a lot. Uh, but why see it a bajillion when you could see it a million? Okay. Um, <laughs> and like The Rock, for me, when like I watched him as a little kid, as a as a wrestler, like there was no doubt that he was going to be a successful actor because he just like drips charisma. So like you, <laughs> this movie has that from him and it actually has a really good group of people involved in it. Christopher Walken is the villain. He's incredible. So weird, <laughs> Just weird doing choices. weird Christopher Walken stuff. Refrigerator. <laughs> Rosario Dawson is the female lead mm. and I love Rosario Dawson. Um, so she's great in it. I'm ambivalent on Sean William Scott, but he's actually he's actually pretty good in this movie. Same. Um, so it has like it has like the ingredients of a movie that I would love, but it's just not like that memorable or that like interesting for yeah. long stretches of it. Like it's a movie that like I'm not like, oh, I gotta watch it again because of this one part. There's no like one part that's super interesting. There's no plot element that like really gets me going. It's base it's basically like a, a low low brow Indiana Jones kind of thing. Ooh, um, I wouldn't even put Indiana Jones in the category. I mean, just like looking for a yeah, MacGuffin yeah. Artifact. artifact. Uh, so I like it. No movie that has The Rock in it is ever going to be a bad movie for me, but it's just barely a good movie. Um, I gave it a 51 on our rating scale. Holy cow. I almost gave it that, to be honest. I could not have imagined y'all's two credentials being different in this. Yeah, I can't believe that I gave it a higher rating. <laughs> Mario's higher on the rundown. Than I am. Bryce loves shit movies. Um, <laughs> Bad action movies are my niche. Yeah. Shit movies. So, a little more details before I say mine. So, it was estimated budget $85 million. Wow. Gross box office in the USA, $47 million. Oh, That's not usually good. What a so, take. being around half is not great. You want to make money from a movie. You want to at least double the budget. Um, so on that level, obviously, it's showing a little bit of signs of how much it was loved. Uh, but I love this movie. Now, I do see some things in Bryce's comment that I agree with. Like, I'm not like itching to watch it every time. But when I sit down to watch it, I'm in t entertained from start to finish. There's not a moment for me. There's, there's maybe just one portion that gets a little bit of a lull for me. But there's, for me, it's like watchable throughout to the point that I'm excited to be a part of that experience. So I know I'm way outside the realm of reasonable here. I'm gonna give it a 75. Okay. Okay. Um, you also gave Daredevil 99, so it's understandable. Well, I gave it an 80 because it's also it, just a so thrill-seeking joy. Non-stop thrill ride. Exactly. <laughs> um, Get me out of here. But sharing those, we're gonna kind of reveal now the Metacritic score, and Metacritic is based on a scale from zero to 100, uh, where a 50 would be a perfectly average movie. And so both Bryce and Mario have this as being a slightly above average movie, but around being an average movie. Can and I would have it being a well above yeah. average movie. Can I make a prediction? Yes. I think, um, unfortunately, I think Bryce is going to win closest to the pin. I haven't seen it yet. 
and it makes me upset because I was assured I was sure I was gonna have the lowest score, and he's just coming up like big this year. So. <laughs> well, not to give it away too soon, but Mario, you couldn't be more wrong. Oh. Metacritic score of fifty-nine. You're no wrong. way! Oh boy! <laughs> One point wow. off. Yeah, you're the, the closest. I think it's two. You said fifty-seven, right? I thought 58. you said 58. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right on there. Wow, I'm actually... You're feeling good. 2020 I'm, is a new year for Mario. <laughs> I'm kind of upset with Metacritic. <laughs> really? It's a little too high. <laughs> There's a couple people that rated it higher than Cole just did. Uh, our boy Roger Ebert no. gave, gave it three and a half stars out of four. Oh, my God. <laughs> he knows what I want. <laughs> it, yeah, it actually got really good reviews. It, it has a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that means most, most reviewers gave it a positive review. So... Knowing that now, and, and as we've already kind of talked about a little bit, let's dive back in even a little deeper. Are we sure with our ratings, or what is it about this movie that you feel falls flat, or what is it about it that you think does really well? Um, you touched on your review, Colin. I don't know if I'm speaking to your review accurately, but the lulls in the movie, for me, are the forest scenes with Sean William Scott and The Rock are way too long, and they try to have banter, but there really isn't good chemistry between the two, in my opinion. In those moments, I'm like, Sean William Scott, there's a reason why he doesn't have get more movies, because he's just Stifler doing more variations of that role. Um, throughout the movie, when he's alone doing stuff, he's better. But when they're together, I just am like, let's get through this. It's tough to watch. It's just not good for me. Um, and I just want to watch The Rock beat the shit out of people. Um, so... In that sense, it loses a lot for me because they're trying to build up character development in a movie that really doesn't need it because it's such a simple plot and you're not really servicing the plot at all by giving these guys backstories. We don't care. Um, so I think I'm actually a little high. Like, I can't believe the Metacritic score. Like, I thought Braces, I almost was at a 49 at one point, but it was enjoyable where I'm like, no, 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 I like watching this action stuff. Like, my grandfather, like I mentioned, loves American action movies. He doesn't right. speak English, but if you put him there, he can follow this movie specifically super easy. So I'm excited right. to watch this with him. <laughs> so, But I thought I was high. So yeah. If I, I was, could lend you my rose-colored glasses here, please I think do. that forest scene, the ways that I find it enjoyable is I look at it through the lens of it feeling very much like Cusco and Pancha from Emperor's New Groove. When they're traveling through oh, a forest true. and there's like this good guy... You know, he's kind of the, the one who's going to get them through it. And then David Spade and Sean William Scott kind of being the dick. Like, there's a little bit of that banter that I do find enjoyable. So, like, when he lets him go pee and then he gets roped up in the trap in the interim. And Sean William Scott's like, oh, you know, sorry, shit out of luck. And then he gets trapped too. And, like, immediately he's like, you know, I want to apologize. He didn't really say that, but you can get that sense. He's like, I am sorry about that. And he punches him in the face. Give me my journal back. With the monkey, the humping. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. That's, I mean, truly, that's, like, one of my only, we don't have to get into efficient fix. That is my one scene that I, like, I don't care about at all is yeah. the monkey. Monkey's humping. It's like, monkey's a little, it's like a little kid would, like, that, find that funny. But maybe in 2003 that was hilarious. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know. it was. <laughs> I think... Uh, maybe this movie's graded a little bit on a curve by critics though because one thing I thought like as I was watching it uh, and I hadn't seen it in quite a while was this movie is really good for what is effectively Rock, The Rock's film debut. Like if it's that, this movie's incredible and it has like those little beats of like, oh, this is a wrestler movie and, it, and it's made by WWE films. Like in the opening fight scene, he uses his wrestling finish, finishing move on one of the bad no guys. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so like you get that, but it's also like compared to the rest of that crop of movies is an A plus compared to those movies. So I think that's why it's like people were surprised. It's like, oh, this movie is actually good and it's a lot of fun and it's enjoyable. And it was like, I think validation that, hey, <clears throat> The Rock can be a super duper star as an actor as well. He's really good in it. Yeah. Like I was so surprised. The Rock is usually like, you don't get the feeling like, so again, you know, wrestling has this like way that they talk to each other that's the most over the top acting yeah, because theatrical. you're acting for it's yeah it's like a you know you're acting for people in an arena and so they have to see how ridiculous or how upset you are by yeah. you gesticulating wildly but he does movie acting so naturally like he looks like he's this it looks like it's not his very first time acting yeah. in a movie and it's not technically he was in those mummy movies but oh boy the, you know yeah. <laughs> that this is like the first real the rock movie or it feels like to me yeah now i get that too and i agree i think even like that, like the dimension of him having this long-term goal of becoming a chef and owning his own restaurant, like I find compelling, I find good. Like it, they, they keep sprinkling it in throughout the movie enough that it feels like it's actually a real desire of his as he's writing in the journal and writing down recipes and fruits and vegetables and like cool meal ideas. So, so Cole, remind me to bring that back. Okay. okay. Yeah, because that's one of my huge biggest gripes with the movie. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so... Saying that, and, and are you now, do y'all both feel like you're sure? Yeah, I, I feel good about my rating. Maybe I maybe it was a little low. I could go 55. Uh, shockingly, even though I took it home today, I, I think I was a little high. <laughs> just look critically. Again, I enjoyed it. And Rosario Dawson, she's a babe. She's also she's, just great. Like, yeah. Well, she, she is not Brazilian, and I, like, I feel like her accent's pretty good. I mean, I don't know a ton of Brazilian folks, but... So, uh, the, the, go to my tidbits. She had like 15 variations of different accents I read. Oh, okay. At times, I felt like she was losing it, so I don't think... She's a good actress, but I don't think this was her best. Like, I love her in the Daredevil show. The show, not the movie. She she's is, not in the movie. Is yeah, she Colombian? <laughs> she is no, awesome. American. I think she's, she's American? Yeah, she's American. Oh. I think she has Colombian descent. Yeah, but like she was born in America. Like her yeah, accent yeah, yeah. is yeah. normally. This is now um, when Michael's asking Oscar where he's from. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was born in America, but my parents are Mexican. Oh, so you're Mexican. <laughs> but, but, um, um, okay. Yeah, she, I mean, she was great in this as well. So their chemistry was good. It's just, I don't know. I just think I was a little high. Okay. I think I'm high too, but what I'm struggling in more recent times with the junk drawer rating system is I look back on Marriage Story. And I had to give it a great grade because I think it's a great movie, even though I didn't enjoy it. And this time, I'm giving it a lower grade because I think critically it's not that great, but I really enjoy it. So it's hard for me to come up with my score. So a lot of times I'm just averaging where I think my enjoyment is and the critic score and finding somewhere in the middle to <laughs> draw my line. We're maturing. Same. I don't know that I am. <laughs> um, You're regressing. So what is it about this movie? Where do y'all get your... 42 points, Mario. Where do you get your 49 yeah. points, Bryce? Yeah, uh, 49 points. Mine is, like I touched on, that some of the scenes are just too long, um, just too much. The the banter scenes and the jungle scenes, I don't care enough about these people. Um, the one thing, I'll mention it now, the, the storyline with him wanting to be a chef, I thought was good. However, it didn't come to fruition. At the end, I wanted to see him actually have the restaurant i felt like a movie like this a campy ending would have been perfect let me get a restaurant let him make sean william scott his sous chef or his 
maitre d or something like he's kind of rescued this guy and then bring rosario dawson is like the bartender that's what i was expecting <laughs> to happen um so what saves for walkins the bus boy yeah what, what gives it 58 percent for me is the action sequences they're shot pretty well um but some of the acting is just not great not from the main cast they're good but like the the rebel guy when he's like talking with the rock like he's so bad oh he's a bad actor and like some of that stuff i'm like okay let's, let's get through this like i don't care enough about it so that's where i lost it for me i'm not clamoring to see rundown too <laughs> it doesn't exist so yeah. you're okay <laughs> brycey um yeah i just think that like there's a lot of scenes that i watched and i was like i'm not sure why that was in the movie at all and it's not a long movie but like the scene where they've been poisoned by the paralyzing fruit and then it shows them coming to like five hours later or whatever. Literally the whole scene is just them lying on the ground, <laughs> like talking. And then monkeys show up and the rock gets mad that the monkeys are there. So he just powers through and stands up. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. I was like, why was this in the movie? <laughs> like, what does this exist for? And it's like, I guess they're trying that's to That's the callback to the monkey hump. Yeah, but the monkeys don't, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Like there's, I, I guess there's the physical comedy of them that can't stand up but it's like you already got that when they passed out anyway i don't know it, there's a lot of scenes like that that it's like that's why i say like it's not particularly interesting like there's no nothing like about this movie that like grips me so that's that's what i would say about the the deduction why it's, i get such a low score man i just i'm so surprised right now i'm shocked by bryce as well because, I mean, I love Triple X, but I don't know what about Triple X grips me. Triple X is way more interesting this movie. Oh, no way. <laughs> yes, no it way. is. Absolutely. No, 100% wrong. The, the premise alone is more interesting. Triple X is the worst movie we've ever I think The Rock is That's not true. way more charismatic in this movie than Vin Diesel is in Triple X. Vin Diesel is not charismatic ever. That's, the Rock is. You've never been more wrong. No, I'm so right. Vin Diesel is incredibly charismatic. Oh, gosh. You've never seen The Fast and the Furious. That's not true. I've seen the fourth, the fifth. You've never seen the first one? No. Oh my gosh, he's great at it. I, I do want to. I do want to see it. Don't be a dick, Sorry. Dick. Um, <laughs> so my efficient fix, I think it's. I think it's like hour forty four minutes um, runtime. Like it probably could benefit from being like closer to an hour and a half and, and losing fifteen minutes of content from different scenes. Um, it's weird to me how often Christopher Walken as a character puts himself in the front line. So there's just several scenes like where they're stepping into the fray as like the the terrible people who are running this whole area, you know, in charge of the whole place. And he's like driving the lead jeep. He's like walking first into the jungle against rebels that are armed. Like it all feels really strange for his character to put himself so much in the way. Like when the very first scene you get of him is him like back behind like all these screens, television, like monitoring the whole situation. So like He's not menacing enough to be up front where it makes sense. It seems like you're just making a really poor decision. What if a bullet hit you right now? So it's probably too critical <laughs> for this movie to pick that apart, but that's one thing that I definitely picked up on. Um, but I think I love it. Yeah. So when we were talking about Efficient Fix, I actually had one, and when it came to me, I was really proud of it. So Peter Berg directs this movie, and I actually don't think it's poorly directed. I think he does a pretty good job. Um, but... I think if you put the Coen brothers in charge of this movie, it becomes a thousand times more interesting and a thousand times better. And I thought that in the scene where Christopher Walken is 
explaining to the rebels who the Tooth Fairy is. And it's yeah. such a weird, funny scene where he's like, it's like the Tooth Fairy, you know, as I'm waiting for the Tooth Do they know who the Tooth Fairy is? And like, that's, and I'm like dying at how weird this scene walking? is. Yeah, I don't have a good oh, Christopher Walken. Um, and I'm dying at how weird this scene is. It's so funny. And I'm like, this is a Coen Brothers scene. And then I like stretched that out through the whole movie. Like they do really good in movies that are like kind of comedies, kind of dramas, um, but like where shit goes sideways and all the characters have to respond to it. And I, just, I mean, obviously if they did it, it'd probably be a little bit less action-y because that's not really their vibe. But I think it would be way more interesting and way more funny, especially with the cast that was already in it. Like I think it, it would be great that way. That would be my efficient fix. Okay. So now we fixed the movie and we're going to sell it to people. Um, and maybe even before we fix the movie, we're going to sell it to people. What is the scene that y'all would show somebody to introduce them to this movie or to get them interested in watching this movie? Mario, why don't you start? Yeah, I'm actually changing my answer. Okay. Because um, I thought the, the ending of the movie was really entertaining, but it was a long action sequence where I don't think you need that much to sell it. Um, I would sell the portion when The Rock goes into the bar and encounters uh, Mariana, or sorry, Dawson's character for this time, first time, and realizes that Sean William Scott is there, and so he attempts to take him, and then walk and walks in, and it's like, oh no, we have other plans for him, and then they get into that fight right away, and you, you know, realize, oh, he doesn't use guns. You have the cliche action movie trope where one guy, every guy has like a, their specific skill, and the one guy with the whip comes in. Yeah. And he has to face him off against him. There's a lot um, of whips in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that whip guy could have had a gun. And then it was well, there's like three whip guys yeah. at the end. <laughs> it is. A little too kinky for me. But no, um, <laughs> that scene is really good. It's really, really fun. Um, although the guys are like stormtroopers when they're trying to shoot him and he's hiding behind the pool table. Yeah. And then he like runs out to the one guy and disarms him. Yeah. I'm like, just shoot him now. <laughs> but I would... I would I would I would sell that scene. Yeah, movie bullets are a lot like movie grenades, where they just decide when they are when objects are bulletproof or they're not. Yep. Yeah. I'm re I'm really proud of this movie for continuing the trope that bullets can't penetrate wood, which is also nice. Yeah. <laughs> like just a two by four is blocking these like assault rifle bullets. It's like yeah, that makes sense. That's how that works. <laughs> um, Bradley, what are you going to show? That that was actually. My first thought as I was watching through the movie, that particular scene in the in, in Mariana's bar is really good. Um, but my actual choice, Mario's going to hate this um, because you just mentioned it as a scene you hated. But I thought the scene after the Rock fights and destroys like six of the Rebel soldiers because Sean William Scott got him into a fight. Um, they go back to the campfire and they're just kind of sitting around and in Rosario Dawson's kind of info dumping who her character is, but. That scene is really good for me because it's, as I was watching it, like the first time I was interested in <laughs> the characters a little bit. Which, wait, which interaction? I mean, they go back to the campfire. campfire and Rosario Dawson's explaining, he's like, you're, so you're a bartender slash rebel leader? Like, what's the deal with that? And she's like explaining who oh, she is. after they fought, okay. Yeah, the little campfire after the fight. Um, I just like, then you're like, oh, okay, like I actually care about what's going to happen to these characters going forward. Whereas before they were just like, you know, <laughs> these, you know, I cared about The Rock because I love The Rock, but like, I don't know. You're just like, oh, is he the, I'm not even 100% sure he's the good guy. Like, he's a bounty hunter, whatever. Um, but when she explains, like, what's going on and, and you actually care about her and you care about the rebels, and uh, it makes the movie a little bit more engaging from there on. 
Yeah, that's true. That's one of the one of the you know major times in the movie where they let the Rock actually act and and have a moment to have a dialogue that's not just the setup for his next punch. Um, there is a gripe I have with that scene though, and uh, this is another one. Maybe I'm looking too close with a micro uh, magnifying glass. Is that scene is ended by Hatcher and his goons coming into the camp and killing everybody for the most part. Right. But I don't understand how they have dirt bikes and jeeps that close. The, the first guy, you hear a gunshot and he dies. Yes. And that's all of a sudden headlights turn on and cars drive into the camp. You would hear vehicles moving through a jungle before they got that close. One would think. To, to be clear, <laughs> I was cutting off my best scene before that guy dies. <laughs> I don't think the raid on the rebel camp is that's a particularly good scene. Especially... When Christopher Walken just executes the like yeah. rebel leader that you've kind of come to like over the past yeah. five minutes, um, it's tough, tough hit. <laughs> uh, my scene. So my first reaction was just to go with the first scene where he's taking the. He has to get collateral. He has to get the payment back from this NFL player um, that he's introducing in this nightclub. Um, but there's too much of the like 2000, early 2000 CGI with the cut to graphics and like. <laughs> All oh, that's God. happening. The cut of graphics makes it feel like a video game. It's so Absolutely. Bad. And I think that would lead people astray. Like They'd be like, is this what the rest of the movie is like? I hope not. <laughs> I like, no, no, just focus on the fighting. Yeah. So if I'm going to choose a scene that I think I'm just focusing on the fighting, just focusing on The Rock as a character, I'm around y'all's timeline here, but I'm going to choose the scene of the jungle fight that happens right before that. Okay. Of The Rock versus all yeah. the rebels? Exactly. Because okay. um, I think it gives, it gives a moment where you kind of laugh at Sean William Scott because he gets him into trouble purposefully. He's like, don't worry, I speak Portuguese, like I'll get us out of this. And you, with the subtitles, you can see that basically he's talking to these rebels, like, hey, friends, I'm a friend. This guy works for the bad guy. He came here to kill everybody. <laughs> we and then, some subtitles, by the way. Huh? It and was like, funny they talk, be and because then the subtitles come off after. The delay of the subtitles was good, though, because like you hear them talking and you don't know what they're saying, and then the subtitle comes up, and you realize that he said the exact opposite of what he's supposed to, True. so that like little delay makes it a lot funnier. And just the humor of him telling The Rock to maintain a fierce gaze, just staring <laughs> this guy down like a gorilla. Yeah. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it would be a dishonor if you don't look him straight in his eye with an angry face. <laughs> and so each time The Rock begins to break, Sean William Scott like cuts back over to him, no, fierce gaze, fierce gaze, you gotta hold it. I was really proud of them in that part, too, because, again, this being The Rock's first movie, and wanting to hit all the wrestling tropes, I thought for sure they were going to have him do his people's eyebrow, which is like his wrestling glare. Right. And they didn't. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I appreciate them not like going that many times to the well. And the other thing that scene does for me well, it, it gets people okay with the idea that The Rock is invincible. Because at one point, two guys swing from a tree on ropes, grab him by his feet, yeah. throw him 40 feet oh. into the air onto another tree, <laughs> He falls out of that tree to the ground, flat on his back, and gets back up. I again. literally yeah. said in that scene, "Oh, he, he this, he's died. He died. He's yeah, dead. he just died. He broke so, his spine. At one point, he does go back first onto one of the branches. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so when he gets back up from that, I'm like, okay, for the rest of the movie, I know that he's invincible. He, he's not going to die. He's, he's really strong. Yeah. All right, I want to do touch base real quick on the NFL thing you talked about, like that little intro scene. My biggest pet peeve in movies or sports movies are when they show like cut clips of games that are not the NFL and they try to do it so fast so you realize that the logos of the teams are not real teams. And I think you said they were XFL teams. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I looked that up. So the footage they show when they're like, he's like introducing, like this guy's the number one running back in the league, <laughs> and then it cuts to footage of quote this running back, but it's from the XFL. Yeah, and yeah. like they do a lot to get around NFL licensing things because he's talking about these players, but he's only mentioning their college yeah. teams. How about the guy, his friend? I thought this was like this almost took me out of the movie immediately. His friend's wearing a Charles Woodson jersey, but they took off the NFL logo and the Raiders logo and everything. It's just number go. two on a black. Black jersey. Just the so. colors. You gotta get that budget and, down. That would have like doubled the budget. And some of these guys are huge. Like, they're not built like NFL players. No. They're not. They look like they're henchmen in a freaking Jabba's palace. Well, good. But I don't know. I don't know. That almost took me out of the movie. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I think, The Rock fixed it. Yeah, with something like that, it's even weird because I think technically they even have to like avoid using the actual Pantone colors of the black and silver from the Raiders. So, like, it was probably even like a slightly off black, a slightly <laughs> off gray for them to get away with. Like the licensing issues could be really ridiculous. Yeah. So another thing that happens in this movie for me is kind of the payoff that happens a lot of times in action movies where you have these incredible one-liners that maybe get introduced earlier in the movie. Things like, think about um, Yippee Kaye mother from Die Hard. It's a movie. great one. It's a great one. Uh, so in this movie, I'm going to give a little context, then I want to open up the floor to discuss just general favorite action quotes of all time. In this movie, The Rock, who is the character Beck, says early in the film, I don't like guns. And you see that a couple times show up where he maybe takes a bad guy's gun from him, but immediately just charges the cartridge, uh, you know, clears the chamber and gets the bullets out of it. And he might throw the gun at somebody, but he's not shooting it ever. And he says it a couple different times. There's a part where Sean William Scott's like, oh, you don't like guns, huh? You don't like who you become with them? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you get this final payoff where it's the last ditch effort. He has to use guns and he goes on an absolute rampage. He's a trained shot, apparently. He's incredible. And he, you know, his, the issue he finally opens up on, he says, I don't like who I am when I use guns. I became a really bad guy. And so I just gave him up altogether. And so turns out it was kind of like Goku with the weight training belts. The moment he took that rule off his plate, he became unstoppable. Um, <laughs> doing incredible things like cocking two shotguns under his armpits. Impossible. At the same time, <laughs> then shooting we, them. And then another time he just sat them together side by side and yep. shot them both with just holding them. How long are his fingers? Exactly. <laughs> Sidebar, Go, the Goku reference, weight training belt. Like when he takes off his weighted clothes to really fight somebody. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. And okay, he's okay, actually, okay. I think it's when he fights Tienan. He, he does it a couple times where oh, he's like Tien, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, so uh, we'll go left to right. What is your movie, your your actor of all time? Like what is this this quote for you yeah. that's like the incredible most awesome payoff? Um, so the I don't like guns actually was kind of ruined for me because Charlie Cox is way better at saying it in the Daredevil show. <laughs> so I, it was an, it was watered down for me now, even though this came out first. But you mentioned um, a Die Hard quote, which was is one of mine, but it's not Yippie Kaye. Okay. It's actually the one where he's like in the vent and he's kind of sneaking around and he's like poking fun at his situation. He goes, come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. And that's not like an action quote, but it's from an action movie, and it's probably my favorite quote that he says. Mm. So I have that, and then my favorite quote-unquote action hero in a movie is Han Solo. So he's just got a ton of like very uh, low-key lines that I love. Um, number one is, never tell me the odds. I mean, that's probably one of his most famous lines. But then 
just like snarky ones he has, make just makes him like the coolest action hero when he's um, in the New Hope when he's talking about why he's in it, in the mission. He's like, look, I ain't in this for the revolution. I'm not in it for you, princess. I expect to be paid. I'm in it for the money. Um, and the last one is, look, your worshipfulness. Let's get one thing straight. I take orders from just one person, me. So anything Han Solo says is just the best action quote to me. I can't believe you missed when he said, I know. Oh, I had that, but, okay. but I thought that was too lovey-dovey. So mm. we should have done that in the marriage story pod. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Ricey? Yeah. So for me, I think like the coolest action movie quotes are ones that like show off how badass the character is without them having to say like I'm I'm really tough or whatever. And so mine's a little bit obscure. Uh, so I'm gonna oh, flash, so. flash my action movie knowledge a little bit. Uh, it's from Predator, um, and it's not it's not about Arnold. It's not about uh, what's <coughs> what's Apollo Creed's real name? Apollo Creed. Oh, uh, Carl Weathers. It's not about it's not Carl Weathers. <laughs> It's not Arnold. Even Jesse Ventura, another former professional wrestler. And former governor. And former governor is in this movie. It's not him saying it. So in Predator, basically what happens is you think it's, or you're made to think it's just an action movie at first. They're going in, they're commandos, they have to complete this mission. But they complete the mission like 30 minutes into the movie. So you're like, okay, what happens now? And then the alien shows up and starts killing everybody. But they don't know there's an alien. Um... And so they're just now figuring out that there's something else out there and they don't know what it is. And um, they have this character in their team that's a Native American and he's really quiet and he's like got this just super badass vibe. Um, and he's kind of sitting off to himself while they're all like gathered around panicking. And, and another one of the characters looks at him and goes, like, you, you know something, like what's going on? And, and the Native American character looks back at him and goes, there's something out there that's got me spooked. Uh, and the other guy says, bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man, which is like the coolest thing for someone to say about you. Um, and then the Native American character, his name's Billy, looks back and goes, there's something out there waiting for us and it ain't no man. Which is like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like shit's about to get really real. And then he picks up his gun and walks off into the jungle and just goes, we're all going to die. And you're like, wait, what is happening right now? And it's like one of the like, it, because Predator's cool because it like changes the stakes of the movie halfway through. Just and like this is a predator pod, and that's the uh, <laughs> that's the scene where all of a sudden it gets like way more intense and way cooler of a movie, um, just yeah. because Billy's like, "There's something out there that's going so to kill all of us." Cole, can we change it? Predator pod. It's predator, predator pod. pod. If it bleeds, Sweet. we can kill it. If it. Which is another great movie quote or action movie quote. Um, Never tell me the odds. See, I'm surprised, Bryce. I, I was sure Vin Diesel that you were going to go with. Keanu Reeves in John Wick 1. I goes, wanted to say, I'm yeah. thinking I'm back. Yeah, I'm I do love I'm, I'm thinking I'm back so much. <laughs> it's a great one. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. The whole monologue that he gives is incredible for that. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm back is probably my uh, 1B answer. <laughs> so I'll start with an honorable mention. Um, it is one that I've quoted too much for how weird of a movie and random of a movie it is. <laughs> but it is... <laughs> Nick Cage from Con Air, and a classic. I was thinking Nick Cannon for a second <laughs> when he is put the bunny down, uh, and just his whole trope with this bunny he's bringing home to his daughter. Uh, that movie is incredible because of put the bunny down. Think about just as you're getting context for this listening, things like from Crocodile Dundee when he says that's not a knife. That's not a knife. Um, but. I'm gonna say one that's not so much an action sequence as it is just like it grips me 
with what's happening in the movie and in this one specific scene, and it will like forever be like probably my favorite answer for this category. So it's from Tombstone, incredible western. Go watch it if you haven't ever seen it before. I only watched it like as an adult, like less than six years ago for the first time. Um, so Val Kilmer plays this character Doc Holliday, and they're sitting around like this little like camp that they have set up by this creek, and they're talking about what's like what's to happen next. And so Doc stands up, and he's been sick the whole movie. And he stands up kind of coughing, and this guy that's sitting there next to him, this guy, Turkey Creek Jock Johnson is his name. He goes, what are you doing out here, Doc? Like, you should be in bed. Doc Holliday says back, Val Kimmer's character goes, because Wyatt Earp's my friend. Friend? Hell, I got lots of friends. I don't. <laughs> and there's something about him going, basically willing to die for his friend because, quote, I don't have a lot of friends that gets me every time and it makes his character, like, I think, like Bryce said, like, it's not Doc Holliday saying, I'm going to protect him because I got the fastest gun in the West. It's not him, like, being too on the nose. It's just, you get this sense of, like, it's kind of, like, um, similar to Rounders with, you know, he's protecting um, Edward Norton's character because he's got nobody else to protect him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could just do a whole podcast on... Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Or you do a whole podcast on movie quiz as well. Or Val Kilmer biting at Tom Cruise in Top Gun. So before we spend the rest of time just quoting our favorite action sequences and movies, um, I want to step into the next category. And we throw this term around semi-often here <clears throat> on the junk drawer as, quote, this guy, this gal, this person is the patron saint of the junk drawer. We've attributed that to people as Nick Cage, and Vin Diesel. Tom uh, Cruise. I'm going to argue that The Rock should be included in this, and I don't know that I'll be disagreed with. But, but the Pantheon. Um, as we're looking at, when I was looking at a movie to choose, I was basically, I literally said to myself, I haven't seen a movie on the junk drawer yet with The Rock. And I was like, wait a second, he is in the beginning of The Other Guys for mm -hmm. like the first five True. minutes. But to myself, I was like, what a disservice to somebody that I deemed the patron saint of our whole podcast to not have a feature-length film about him on it. And so, similar to what we did for Andre the Giant in um, Princess Bride, I want to spend a minute just talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, and just any trivia you have on him, thinking about him as with hair, without hair. Like, you have this rock era from 2000 to 2010 where he has this incredibly back receding hairline. Um, and then you have him 2010 on, bald and handsome and gorgeous. But what is it about the rock from any of those eras? What is it about the rock that you love? Just general rock trivia. I, uh, I will say, I don't love The Rock's movies. Yeah, like, so Mario's going to actually leave now. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're fine, like, they're good movies, but I don't, I don't know, he, uh, again, I think he's great in them. He plays essentially the same character in all of his movies. Charismatic guy who likes to beat people up. Um, his, maybe his best movie is Moana, arguably, his best acting performance. He's a voice actor yeah. in that movie. <laughs> he's really good in it, though. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I, I don't... I don't dislike him by any means, but I'm not clamoring to see his movies, whereas people were like that with Schwarzenegger and, and Stallone and other action heroes at that time. Um, but it was fun to get into the trivia of The Rock. I definitely prefer him with the bald rock. I don't like him with the short hair. It's kind of funny to, it, it's funny to see. It's like, dude, shave it already. Um, but a couple interesting things about him. Um, his nickname, he played football at University of Miami. His nickname was Dewey, and the team, like, it's such a non-threatening nickname. <laughs> hey, Dewey! Like, it's just, it's hilarious to know that he had that nickname. Um, 
He wanted to join the FBI or the CIA, like that was one of his passions, which he probably would have been amazing at because he is, you know, the rock. But um, his professor told him that he needed a law degree to go along with that dream, and he said there's no way he was going to do that. So he dropped out of that as a dream. Um, and I thought it was funny that his first acting role actually came in 99. He played his real father, who I guess was a wrestler. Yeah, his, um, his, his dad actually just passed away. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Rocky he has a Johnson. ton of family mm-hmm. that yeah. wrestled. Um, he was on that 70s show, which we all really enjoy. Yeah. And so now I have to go back and watch that because I don't remember seeing him in the show. So, yeah, it's just one episode. Red and Eric go to a wrestling match together, and he wants to get the guy's signature, The Rock. Yeah. He's playing his dad, and Red ends up making The Rock sign to Red on like the signature. <laughs> um, Bryce, what about you? What is what are some factoids that you brought out for Dwayne? So I love The Rock. I could do a whole podcast where I just talk about The Rock's wrestling career, which was amazing and incredible, and. Uh, his his like again you knew he was going to be a great actor because the thing that made him most interesting as a wrestler was his ability to use the mic and like make fun of the audience and the audience still loved him at the same time so we said you think he's a good actor or is he a good movie star i think he's both you think so yeah, yeah i think he, like you put him in Eric's story you think he goes well with <laughs> i don't think that's the kind of movie that he's oh, destined yeah. for but i think he, he hasn't really done it, but I think he could do more dramatic roles. I've never seen Ballers, which is his HBO show that's pretty successful, um, where he's not like an action star. He's a, an Baller. agent. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's cool, but I, I'm always interested in his, his, uh, his football career, which is pretty cool. You mentioned he played football at the University of Miami. Uh, he was a big deal, uh, but he only lost his job because he couldn't stay healthy. He kept getting injured, uh, and so he lost his job as a defensive lineman to... Warren Sapp. And so oh. future Hall of Famer Warren Sapp took The Rock's uh, position at the University of Miami. Uh, but he still tried to uh, play professionally. He didn't make it in the NFL, but he did play in the Canadian League. So he, uh, oh. he did that before he became a professional wrestler. Obviously had a pretty successful uh, wrestling career after that. And now he has a very successful acting career as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar to Bryce. I'd love to see something in him where he doesn't have to play the action superstar. Because um, it's weird. As I look through his filmography, I'm, I'm surprised at what I would say are like the little amount of things he's gotten to be a part of. Um, he hasn't how, been in a ton of movies. Right, which I mean, he's done a lot of wrestling. Um, and other things admits that. But it seems like, you know, obviously there's a very common thread through most of his feature-like movies. So like when I was choosing this, I was torn between t- choosing this and what is in an identical movie, this movie called Walking Tall, where he's like a, like coming back from the army guy back to his hometown. He has to clean it up, um, and he's just goes on a rampage. Sounds like Rambo. Um, but he's in Rampage. He is in Rampage. He's also in Rampage. Um, but yeah, so he starts is we've talked about it a couple times tonight or today or whenever you're listening, um, is that in 2001 he starts his true quote film career with Scorpion King. Oh, um, and, and what's regarded as one of the worst CGI sequences yeah. of all time. So in it, actually, he's CGI in the Mummy Returns. Right. So, yeah, so Mummy Returns in the Scorpion colon, King movie. Yeah, he is a real person. It, it's about the that and character, and he's not part Scorpion. Oh, he's not part Scorpion. Scorpion King a spinoff. The Scorpion King is a separate movie from the oh. Mummy Returns, where he also plays the Scorpion King. But in the movie, the Scorpion King, he's not part Scorpion. Is like it, he is in the Mummy Returns, but there's also which is terrible. Is it CGI. in the Mummy trilogy? Scorpion yeah, King? it's part of yeah. the. Oh, okay, it's okay. the third Mummy movie. Yeah. All right. 
Brendan Fraser, uh, hurry up and have your renaissance. We need you, Brendan. We Brendan's need you not in the Mummy Return, uh, and Brendan's not in the Scorpion King. What? He is in the Mummy Return. Oh, we got to talk about this. Well, after. Scorpion King set like four thousand years in the past. Oh, okay. It's old. Um, <laughs> as we've said, he's a third generation wrestler. I don't know if we said that yet, but his, his dad and his grandfather both wrestled, mm-hmm. and like a ton of his family wrestled. Like he has cousins and uncles that also wrestled. His so, cousins were like the tag team champs recently. They. Uh, they look very similar to him. Isn't he related to Cold Stone, Steve Austin? Because no. Stone Rock? They're not yeah. related. No? Oh. That's, hey, that's a pretty good dad joke, though. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I think right now, like, I'm feeling just so thankful to have Bryce on the pod because he's able to speak to the wrestling career. Like, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm in the minority where I only know The Rock from his film debut and TV debut. Like, I have literally maybe watched one wrestling match in my entire life. Uh, but I did find some interesting facts about that. He's one of like he's like one of only two wrestlers that have championship titles in three different decades, uh, which is insane in the wrestling sphere to have a career that long without you know falling victim to a career-ending injury. Unfortunately, well, well, if because they choose you to be a champion, you'll be a champion. Right, but he's been interesting for three decades uh, to wrestling fans, right? Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's also true. Um, and this isn't so much like a, a rock factoid as it is just like a nice thing for me. Is that he just gives me such a like I find him so similar to Terry Crews, where he's just like this genuinely kind, charismatic big man. Right. Like like even his off screen self is one of my favorite things to like hear about and see about with The Rock. Like he does a lot of like Instagram stuff where he's like just talking on the camera and like it might be about his weight regiment. Like I know he has like an insane amount of weights that have to be flown with him or travel with him when he does any kind of movie because of his insane workout regiment. Yeah, he's pretty fat. Um, Gosh. He's <laughs> frumpy. <laughs> Impossible that you would he think He is that. kind of frumpy. Well, Mario, even though I disagree with what you're saying, you did give me a nice segue. Which I was is kidding. <laughs> one of the weirdest things ever, though, is that when he transitioned to Hollywood, he had to get plastic surgery to have his pecs reduced. He was Shut too up. big. He was literally too big. And wow. Why don't you just stop lifting? He had, it had, like, he had a disease that prevented this layer of fat from basically like falling off at all. And wow. so like he could not get smaller and he was too big for film. There was a time when he was just, I mean, even now he's massive. He's so big. It's crazy because like the Fast and the Furious movies have become something different than the original movies. Not, not for the worse, just different. <laughs> and like, because in the first movie, Vin Diesel is this huge guy. Like, he, I mean, in the movie, he's scary because like he beats up a guy with a wrench and you're like, oh my He's gosh, like, frumpy. that's terrifying. And then The Rock shows up, and Vin Diesel is small compared to him. Like, The Rock is such a big, massive person. It he's might be the movie he's huge. the biggest in. In the Fast and Furious yeah, movies? Yeah, the fifth one. And, yeah, in Fast Five, he is massive. Yeah. And in Hobbs and Shaw, he's enormous. Is Fast Five where Vin Diesel and him fight 1v1? I think they fight in a couple of them, but yes, they also fight it, in Fast Five. Is Fast Five the one that drive the cars? They yes, fight, they drive the cars In the most fast. confusing fight sequence ever where it's two tan or dark-skinned bald men who are gigantic wrestler people fighting. <laughs> yeah, the, the snap cuts are not helpful in that <laughs> fight scene. Speaking um, of which, snap cuts are not helpful. Do you guys notice in this movie, in the rundown, when... Ever the rockets thrown around, or even Sean William Scott, you can tell it's not them. It's the stunt doubles. Yeah, yeah you can it's definitely. It's horrible. It's it's bad. It's Although I thought so one thing that was cool is I another little we can get into it right now. Actually, uh, we'll transition into our tidbits. Okay, tidbits. Um, and this week's tidbits are presented by a little thunder. Huh? He meant a little lightning. <laughs> uh, which again, so you have to watch sucks. the movie. 
Uh, that's Sean Williams Scott. Uh, super awesome martial art moves that never work out. Only once. Um, but they go back to the joke a lot. This is uh, it. Actually, was something they just we're going to talk about right now because we're in the right section for it. Uh, just general trivia things we picked up. Uh, so on the thunder and lightning thing, it was literally just a joke he did on set one day, and they kept it in the movie because of that. <laughs> That's incredible. That. Uh, like wasn't in the script. They were like, "Oh, this actually plays off pretty good. We're going to keep that." That's uh, awesome. But yeah, what fun internet research did y'all turn up? So I have one, and it is it is egregious. I noticed it as I was watching the movie. I, I have more than one, but this one it, it upset me physically when they're doing the player cards at the beginning of the movie. They're showing everybody's height and weight. They go to the rock Beck, and it says Beck. Height, 6'4". Okay, sure. Weight, 220 pounds. No way. There's no way in hell The Rock only weighs <laughs> no. 220 pounds. Two, he, he's 260. 260 per, yeah. per Wikipedia, he's 260. At that time? I mean, he's much smaller in this than he is. There's no way There's in no hell way. The yeah, Rock only yeah, yeah. weighs 220 pounds. I saw that, I paused the movie, and I wanted to be just like... Get the fuck out of here! Like There's no, no way. Noticed. It's like no one noticed. Because it is quick. I like. It, I would have missed it if I wasn't like. There's absolutely no way he only yeah. weighs 220 pounds. He's um, not related to Beckham. David Beckham. He's not he? related no. to David Beckham. Okay, okay. Also, opening scene. Is this the weirdest Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo of I would, all time? I was going to touch on that. So, yeah. did you get the backstory of, of how mm -hmm. it happened? Go ahead. And, well, so first of all, like, I almost thought it was going to be like Schwarzenegger's not in this movie. I kind of knew that, and I'm like. Okay, is this like Pete Berg's idea of passing the torch to the next uh, action star? Is that what they were going for? Nope. So the backstory <laughs> I found no, was... No, just no. <laughs> it wasn't planned. The cameo wasn't planned. Schwarzenegger had uh, lunch with Johnson and Berg on set one day, and Berg was able to twist his arm into making a brief appearance. Uh, why? Yeah. It serves he's no just in purpose. the club. And, and he, just, he says, like, good, good luck, luck in there. Yeah. Good luck in there. Like... Again, to me, I'm like, okay, this is kind of like tipping the hat to the rock. It's your turn to be the next action star. But I guess that wasn't what it like, was. I say that like that's probably not the best way to make movies. Is just whoever's on set that day gets to be in the movie. But also, if Arnold Schwarzenegger was on the set and I was making a movie, there's absolutely no way I'm not figuring out how to even get him in there. Even if it's marriage story. Yeah, even if it's, yeah, I, I don't care what movie we're making. If and Arnold also, shows up, we're done he's in the movie. With the force, <laughs> get over it. <laughs> I want the kid. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but that's also, I think that's Terry Crews' story. That's how he... Really? Yeah, that's how he gets put into Training Day, is he was just on the set, and the director saw him was like, hey, do you want to stand in and be... The huh? Denzel movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's It's not about the one where he starts a new job, and it's like the HR protocol training day. Nope, not that. That, that one's a lot longer. Kind of dull. Yeah. Two and a half hours. I'll tell you what, if I was Pete Berg and I ran into Ray Romano, I'd put Ray Romano in this movie. <laughs> and we gotta get the gato! Yeah. Jump on! Go on a trip! Maybe so, one day he'll stop coming to these episodes. <laughs> get out of here, Ray! I wanted a cup of coffee! So also, uh, so the movie is set in Brazil, and they wanted to film in Brazil, and while they were scouting locations, Peter Berg and a couple of the producers were robbed. And so they were like, well, I guess we're not filming in Brazil now. So the movie was filmed in Hawaii, even though it's actually set in Brazil because they were robbed. Good, good. Keep it in the States. Yeah, okay. American jobs. Um, Peter Berg, you mentioned a sequel. He said he wants to make a sequel and do it with The Rock and Jonah Hill, which I'm kind of interested in. But Peter Berg's like, I don't think enough people would see us. No. We can't make this And movie, Jonah Hill nowadays which is, also probably is like too serious and hipster. Yeah, he'll still do fun roles, though. 
Oh. Uh, last thing, uh, the con lobos, which is the fruit that yeah. paralyzes you. With a K. Not With a, a K. real thing, uh, obviously. Uh, the fruit that they use in the movie as the prop is called the cherimoya, which is actually apparently very tasty. Mark Twain referred to it as the most delicious fruit known to man. Wow. Yeah. Dang. I have another tidbit. Go for it. Yeah, say it. This is weird. Um, they had to cut the headbutt scene out. Remember when he headbutts um, Travis, backfights yeah. Travis? Yeah. In the UK, they had to cut it out because apparently you're not allowed to headbutt in England. It's that makes sense with but Zidane. Also, Zidane. <laughs> but he's Italian and French. Who is? Still in Europe. Who? <laughs> Zinedine Zidane headbutted oh, somebody Zidane. in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah. That's why it is. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't that be confusing? Isn't that how he breaks his nose and has tape on his nose for the rest of the movie? Yeah, that Wouldn't guy. that be super confusing if you hadn't know. seen that? Maybe they changed to a punch? I guess. But yeah, speaking of that broken nose, uh, what a surprise it is for me this time to find out that's played by John Grease, who is Uncle Rico. Oh my gosh. No way! I knew I recognized that actor. I was like, I don't know what I know him from. That henchman is that Uncle guy. Rico. That's amazing. Wow. How impossible that is. a lot of weight to be Uncle Rico. <laughs> He was like super buff. You're so movie. concerned with these actors' weight. I'm, I'm saying his appearance. He looks nothing like. You're right. He Uncle doesn't Rico. look like Uncle Rick. That's nothing true. like him. Um, uh, yeah, I guess so. But uh, there's also, I mean, this isn't so much a, a junk or a tidbit for me as much as it is just more reasons why I love this movie. So we mentioned the whip people. So it starts out with the this whip guy whips a worker, and he seems like really menacing. Then you later get him in the bar with The Rock, and The Rock just catches his whip on the wrist. And he's like, I don't get hurt by your whips. I'm too strong. So then he has to face off in the end against Triple Whip. Three whips, though, is too much. Three whips is too much to deal with, especially when they're all dual-wielding whips. No, so six total whips. Six total whips. Then gets a step further, because at one point he lays on his back, and they press a button, and out of the bottom comes knives off the handle grips of their whips, and they try to stab The Rock. I missed that. Everything about the, the sequence is this movie. The Rock, at one point, literally punches through the support columns of a sniper tower. That's a great, that's a great <laughs> that Rock was awesome. scene. That was the best scene. When you're below the sniper tower, and you're like, I'm just going to Samson and Delilah this uh, sniper tower. All I yeah. thought of when he does that, I'm like, if you have that much muscle, would it not hurt? It would hurt, for sure. At one point in the movie, it, this made me laugh, because at one point in the movie, he punches someone in the face... And shakes his hand, which is something your hand would hurt if you punch somebody in the face. Like it Let's just try would. it. Punch me in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then like punch I'm me like, oh, maybe maybe they're gonna try and go for like a realism thing. And then an hour later, he's <laughs> punching down building columns. Like never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna end my tidbits by going through a series of recast <laughs> options uh, by, and I want to hear from y'all. Not your reason why you think they'd be good or bad. Just your yay or nay. Okay. 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 So Robert Downer Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was considered for Beck. No. He's for not, Beck? For Beck. No. No. What? No. Get out. Kate Beckinsale, considered for Mariana. She's not exotic. Enough. Maybe. I love Kate, but no. I prefer Rosaria Dawson. Denzel Washington is Beck. Yes. yes. Sandra Bullock is Mariana. No. no. Maggie Gyllenhaal is Mariana. No. no. Wesley Snipes is Beck. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then Johnny Depp as Travis. Uh, mm. Walker, who is Sean William Scott's character. No, he's I love Christopher Walker in this No, 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 play. no, no, no Travis. Sean Tra- William Scott's character is Travis oh, Walker. Oh, sorry, no, okay. Have, no way. He steals too much attention no, away from Beck. I think you have to believe that Sean William Scott's character is a little bit of a loser, and 
I've never thought that about Johnny Depp. Let me tell you something. Downey Jr. maybe gets this role in 03. <laughs> You're not getting Denzel. You're not getting... Yeah, like, no. Maybe Wesley Snipes... This is not big enough of a movie to get these Wesley guys. Snipes is on the downturn of his career at yeah, that point. So you could get Snipes. But The Rock is still better Downey than Downey Jr. doesn't have the prowess. I could see Downey Jr. in 03 being Travis. If Robert Downey Jr. punched through a pillar without the Iron Man glove on, I would not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> He could be Travis. In the last two. I th- that's what I thought they were yeah. going to say is RDJ is Travis, Kinda which like I would like. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, if you guys saw that yeah, movie yeah. he was in. Uh, so we finish every episode by asking ourselves the great question, does this belong in the junk drawer? Why don't we go left to right again? Mario, does this belong in the junk drawer? I don't think so. Um, obviously, I'm kidding. Yes, 100%. This I'm glad you picked it because it got back to our roots after doing Marriage Story. I needed this after Marriage yeah, Story. Um, which I watched a third time. By the way. Insane. Yeah. Um, yes, for everything we talked about, and specifically, yes, for the Scottish actor who you can't understand. <laughs> so, whenever there's an actor in a movie who has a weird accent you can't understand, it's a junk tour movie. Well, he is actually Scottish. That's his real voice. No, I know. I'm saying, okay. but like the dialogue they chose to give him. By the way, that's the uh, Scottish soldier from Wonder Woman. Yeah. Same actor. I don't remember Ewan Brimmer. The, the sniper from Wonder Woman. I don't remember it. We should watch Wonder Woman. Yeah. I've seen it a couple times, and I can't remember the sniper. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, for me, this is also in the junk drawer. Uh, I'm pretty sure I bought this from the junk drawer <laughs> <laughs> with Walking Tall double feature. <laughs> this might so, be yes. first. The actual <laughs> reviewed movie we did find. I'm pretty sure that's where did I got this Pete movie. Did Pete Berg direct Walking Tall? No. If you're a 2003 action movie, you're probably in the junk drawer. So yeah, thanks for listening. If you would like to give us a new suggestion, uh, you could email us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. Or you can contact us via Twitter at junk underscore pod. Or MySpace. We don't have a MySpace. Yeah. But we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Yeah, we will. Remember, it's Colabos with a K. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Junk Drawer Podcast. If there's a movie that you want to hear us talk about, then please reach out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>